Hey, Ben, did you know that Alaska's most famous UFO encounter happened today in 1986? Well, my question is, what did the pilot really see and was his life in danger? In the entertainment world, the SAG-AFTRA actor strike is over, but concerns over AI remain. Yeah, what did the studios refuse to agree to and how will it, how will it affect performers? Our next topic is a spotlight on human rights. The leader of the Chinese Communist Party, Xi Jinping, was welcomed to America for a meeting with President Biden shortly after California Governor Gavin Newsom visited China. Yeah, what major, what major discussion was left out of their talks and the newspaper reports that should have been addressed? If Snoop Dogg can finally give up smoke, why can't the CCP give up their human rights abuses? Tune in for this Friday Night Live with metaphysical topics, a live Q&A, and the top 10 weirder news of the week to keep you laughing. We'll see you out on the edge. And if you're listening to our Edge of Wonder podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or elsewhere, please leave us a five-star rating and review to help us reach more people. And also remember to like, follow, subscribe, wherever you're watching. <laughs> felt like you had a rhythm going there, so I started dancing. <laughs> YouTube, Rumble, Conjing World, Twitter, whatever. Yeah, did All you see this? Uh, did you see this tweet from from Snoop Dogg? Snoop Dogg, yeah, I did. I have to admit, I was a little bit shocked from this. I wasn't at all because of his his wording. I've decided to give up smoke. <laughs> like, that's really weird wording. So, like, my main thing was, like, as soon as I saw this, is I was like, he's up to something. What is he up to? And then I realized he's got his own, like, cannabis uh, company that he's coming out with soon. Can yeah, he does. For the podcast listeners. What? Oh, yes. So After um, much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. <laughs> yeah. Please respect my privacy at this time. <laughs> of course, like everyone's trying that to get a photo. photo. <laughs> He's like, thank you. It's almost better if he didn't say that at the end. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, it's funny that he said, give up smoke. I guess, I guess, I don't know. He's giving I, up smoke, but he's not giving up cannabis. See what I mean? Right. Yeah. It's like, he's not saying I'm giving up weed forever. It's like, I'm just giving up smoking. And if he said smoking, then it could also mean cigarettes, I guess. So, um, but so the, the, yeah, there's a few speculations with this one, as this article says that it has to do with his, um, his, uh, his health, um, there's another thing I was reading that said that he had a, a grandchild on the way and that, um, he was thinking about that. And that could be another reason why he was quitting, or this could actually just be one gigantic marketing Dude, scheme. You don't need to publicly say that there's no reason to say what he said publicly about smoke, unless he has some marketing strategy <laughs> here. I'm serious. No, like it's one thing if you're like, like, even if you were, if you were struggling with an addiction like alcohol or drugs, you wouldn't really go public and be like, after much consideration, I'm deciding to give up this thing. You just do it or you'd be in like AA or you'd be in some institute to help you with that. You don't talk about it publicly. Like cannabis, cannabis addiction isn't considered an addiction. So people don't talk about this publicly. I, I know that that's it. I, I guess like I was reading, um, 
I, I know at least since he was 15 years old, he's been like smoking pretty much every day. <laughs> so I can't, I can't imagine <laughs> now, you know, I mean, it's like Snoop and weed and like peas and carrots, you know, they just go. <laughs> anyway, I hope he really does give it up, but I doubt he's going to give up weed. Maybe all together or take it lightly or at least stick with CBD for a while or something. I'm not really sure. But yeah, I'm sure his body would be going through massive withdrawals after all that time. Well, maybe he'll start to look like a normal person and less like a dog soon. I don't know. True. True. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Snoop, if you're listening. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Makes you wonder if Martha Stewart actually smokes now, you know? <laughs> yeah, those those two are the are two different sides of the same coin, it seems, you know? It's like <laughs> Why do they work so well together? Really? I don't it's like no, it's like it's oil not. and I don't know. They should be like oil and water. And yet it, it's hysterical seeing them together, you know? <laughs> True. <laughs> like she's the whitest woman ever. And he's like the blackest dude ever. And then when they come together, it's like funny. <laughs> well, I, th I think it works because they're both very well like marketing business kind of oriented people so I, I think that's why it works so well together but it is really funny although snoop has worked with like multiple different companies i mean he just had a corona commercial recently oh he's yeah he's been on the corona commercials for months now they're not good commercials either they should no, they're be. not really at all it's no. just like the andy sandberg just ruins them and it's not even his fault i feel like it's the writing it's just like yeah, yeah. They're not good, but like you look at those Modelo commercials and they're like rocking the house. Like they're really good commercials. True. They're like branding is all, I mean, they've gone, if you look at their, if you look at their like, uh, um, earnings from the last couple of years, because of these commercials, they've like, they've almost completely trumped every single other beer company because it's all about like you being a fighter or a winner or whatever. And they have like real stories about real people and they've got that awesome, ecstasy of gold song that they play every commercial like the branding is so tight you know anyway we've got a bandela effect right we do <laughs> this time yes so we right. have a bandela effect you guys Lindsay's looking for the up all Hello. right i have to admit this one really took me back um and surprised me but okay so the show the a team where Mr. T really became Mr. T um, from the 80s. And actually, technically, there's two Mandela effects in this one, but we already talked about one of them a long time, a while ago. Um, but I pity the fool was never said by Mr. T. That is incorrect. <laughs> I would 100% agree with you. But so his, his name on the show was B.A. Baracus. That's true. And um, yeah, he never once said, I pity the fool on the A-team, which is super weird because that's... What does like, he say then? I, I, I don't actually know what... He doesn't really have a catchphrase, I guess, on the show. No, it's got to be something else. He, he pitied something. What did he pity? No, I mean he never said he never said that once. The what what I read was the first time uh, supposedly the first time he says it is in the Rocky 3 movie, which is where it got really popular, but it's like no. It's like it, 
Most people, I, I didn't watch Rocky. That was literally up. his thing. He said yeah. it every episode. I, I watched A-Team. And the other weird thing about the A-Team is that there's the, uh, you know, the, the van, which um, I, I have the, the Matchbox car and I looked for it everywhere all day today and I, I couldn't find it. But um, is that we all remember all day? Thanks. Well, for at least like an hour, I was trying to find it. I couldn't find it. But <laughs> it's like a, it, what, what we remember the van is like all black with a red stripe. And now yeah. it's gray and black. And, 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 you know, it's like that. And you can find so many things about that. But we, we already talked about that. But yeah, I went on, I was like going on Reddit and some other forums to see what other people remembered. And people were very shocked on Reddit. Uh, like they were like, wait a minute. No, it definitely, he definitely said that on the show. Like it, I, everyone remembers it. And, and actually Lindsay, can you click on this link? Um, this Reddit link, this, this is, has nothing to do with the Mandela effect. And this is just some, someone just posting this and he's like the A team. I pity the fool that doesn't remember this awesome show. And this has nothing to do with the Mandela effect. This guy's just like, post made a post about this because he, he was really in love with can the I just team, I guess can I just bring something up yeah like do you know how heavy those gold chains around his neck would be if they were real gold <laughs> like that that man would not be able to stand up I'm serious that would be that would give him all kinds of neck problems just that's got to be like 40 pounds of gold did, I can't remember. Did he wear that through the whole show? Yeah, that was his thing, man. That's what I thought. It would be it would be as weird as like him not having the gold and, and then being like he never had gold chains around his neck would be as weird as him never saying I pity the fool. I know, man. It's weird. I mean, my grandma used to watch this show all the time and she watched it because of Mr. T. And I, I just well, I mean, yeah, grandma, it. your grandma had style. Yeah. And like everybody ever, everybody was saying, I pity the fool. Like, I, I mean, all kids and I, and like, I didn't watch Rocky three and it's like, it wouldn't make sense if he only said it in Rocky three and that's it. So it's really weird. Yeah, we were watching a team all the time and hearing that. Yeah, me too. It was, it was like, for those of you that are younger, it was a very popular show in the later eighties. And then um that and like airwolf they came out around the same time <laughs> night rider <laughs> kind of crazy i was a little okay, here's a here's a uh, comment on on youtube here from spirits ambassador 13 he said bro mr t is from where i am and he's totally legit he used to be a bouncer that's pretty cool wow yeah he has an amazing story actually um his real life story of just kind of how he became uh, pitying he, the fool pity them fool yeah <laughs> that's cool all right we got to get into a metaphysical minute now i think there's an right. opening for that too all right ben you might not have heard of this but this day in history november 17th uh 1986 was the is the 34th anniversary of one of the best documented ufo cases ever and it happened in the skies above alaska three ufos played tag with japan airlines the jal cargo wow. flight 1628 for 50 minutes while 
they were visually observed by a sometimes terrified flight crew. During the last 30 minutes, the UFOs were tracked on military and civilian radar. The incident received media coverage all over the world. Japan Airlines Captain Kenju Terauchi was an ex-fighter pilot and senior airline pilot with more than 10,000 hours flight experience. He was assigned to fly a Japan Airlines cargo flight from Paris to Reykjavik, uh, Anchorage, and on to Tokyo. The co-pilot turned the plane to the left. Captain Terauchi, sitting on the left side of the cockpit, saw unidentified lights out his side window to the left and below. He thought they were military planes and ignored them. After a few minutes, he realized that mm, these unidentified aircraft were pacing him. They were following him around. So the Anchorage Center told them uh, there were no military craft in flying in the area and ground radar didn't show any other aircraft besides theirs. Then the two lights began to move in an erratic manner. Now, this is Tara Uchi's words, the captain. He said, quote, I thought perhaps it's a UFO. The lights were still moving strangely. Most unexpectedly, two spaceships appeared directly in front of the plane, shooting off lights. The inside cockpit wow. shined brightly, and I felt the warmth of the UFO thrusters on my face. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I um I don't remember this one. I mean, there's so many UFO reports that we've we've talked about throughout the, throughout doing the show that it's possible, but I really don't remember this one. Yeah, listen to this. Okay, quote, then three to seven seconds later, the fire, like from jet engines, stopped and became a small circle of lights as they began to fly in level flight at the same speed as we were. The middle of the body of the ship sparked an occasional stream of lights like a charcoal fire. Its shape was square. It's in, it is impossible for any man-made machine to make a sudden appearance in front of a jumbo jet that is flying 910 kilometers per hour and to move along in a formation paralleling our craft. But we did not feel threatened or in danger. Honestly, we were simply astounded. I have no idea why they came so close to us. Look right. at the scale of this, where the plane is over here and the size of the craft. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty big. All right, so military and Anchorage Center gets involved. The Anchorage Center saw nothing on the radar. Terauchi set the digital weather radar distance further, and there it was on the screen. A large green round object uh, had appeared seven or eight miles away in the direction of the object. He said, we arrived at the sky above the um, Elson Air Force Base and Fairbanks. It was a clear night. We were just above the bright city lights, and we checked the pale white light behind us. There was a silhouette of a gigantic spaceship. We must get away quickly. A terrified Captain Terauchi, in coordination with the Anchorage Center, attempted evasive maneuvers, such as flying in a circle and changing altitude. The gigantic UFO, later described by Terauchi as the size of two aircraft carriers, shadowed Flight 61628 through all maneuvers. The results and repercussions. Okay, so about that time, a United Airlines passenger jet flew into the same air zone and was requested to get a visual on the situation. Terauchi reported, when the United plane came by our side, the spaceship disappeared suddenly. Suddenly, The strange encounter ended 150 miles away from Anchorage. Within months of the incident, Terauchi was banished to a desk job 
because he had embarrassed the company, he was fully reinstated a full year, a few years later. Because the media got wind of this thing and it went everywhere in the world. And so Tara Uchi was banished to a desk job. <laughs> like that's his fault. He saw a UFO. That's craziness. Yeah, that is really weird. Um, man, that yeah, th this is this is pretty. Uh, it's just pretty weird that I haven't encountered this story before. I can't believe that. Yeah, but, that's a pretty good one. And I'm surprised, like we don't remember hearing about it in like '86. You know, we were both around. Like he's thinking. I, I mean, who, yeah, but I mean, you know, it. it, it that depends on the media at the time, you know, if the, how much they reported well, on. They it were saying time. it got spread around the entire world like it was pretty hot, hmm. which is weird because usually UFO stories don't they kind of fall flat, you know? Yeah, oh, that's really interesting. I bet I bet that in the old newspapers you could probably find this. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, well, hey, um, why don't we play a trailer right now? And when we mm -hmm. come back, we're going to get into the Xi Jinping meeting and then all kinds of other fun stuff. So. Hold on to your hats. We'll be right back. Welcome to Edge of Wonder. What if I told you that not only have we been visited by extraterrestrials, but that our own military has in their possession crafts along with alien bodies hidden from the public? Military high-level brass Pentagon witnesses, it pulls a lot of weight. Those are the number one priority witnesses because they got closer to the truth than anyone else. They actually dealt with the physical hardware. Well, join me on this fantastic Edge of Wonder episode with my special guest, Michael Schratt, who is a private pilot and aviation historian. He has been investigating UFO encounters for over 20 years and has meticulously reviewed over 50,000 cases. He has also been featured in numerous documentaries such as Above Top Secret, along with the Ancient Aliens TV show. In this episode, Michael will not only expose the UFO retrieval program, but will provide detailed evidence and firsthand testimonials that the military industrial complex has been hiding alien craft, bodies, and technology from the public for nearly 100 years. All right, without further ado, let's bring on Michael Schratt. Uh, so this Michael Schrad interview, um, if you're interested in UFOs, that's on rise.tv. There's two full interviews up there mm -hmm. and they're scorcher. Yeah, he was, he was good. Yeah. He was really great to talk to. He had so much information. So, um, yeah, yeah he was like, least... he was really on schedule in that interview too. Yeah. He was like, yeah. I get through all of this. And he'd like move on really quick and get to like every single point he needed to make. He was like, it was yeah. crazy. There's so over, much stuff. Over 30 years, he's he's he researched 50,000 cases. So it's just crazy. That's super crazy. <laughs> it's a lot. Whole you know, lot. I still think we're long overdue to do an interview with each other. I want to interview oh, you. Yeah. That's and a, then you can interview me back. And those would probably be pretty funny. Yeah, I agree. Somehow. We need to do that sometime. Although I'm a pretty uninteresting person. So yours no. will probably be a lot more interesting than mine. No, not at all. Not at all. <clears throat> all right. So all right. Uh, Xi Jinping, what's going on here? 
Have you so, been keeping up with this at all? A little bit, yes. So, yeah. So, Newsom met with Xi Jinping in China. Um, and then on top of that, you have Biden and other business leaders met with Xi when she traveled to San Francisco. Uh, supposedly, these conversations were more about climate change and fentanyl. With, and I'm sure they talked about this way is whack things um, behind closed doors. Now, human rights abuse, supposedly they what it says, vaguely mentioned human rights abuse, you know, so uh, maybe like touched on it, but they didn't get into any specifics. Um, and honestly, that that should have been the main focus now. Yeah, it should have. Now, I, I was actually in San Francisco uh, for a while in 2012. I think it was a while ago for a couple. Like, I'm sorry. Months. Before you go on, though, yeah. like, how can you prioritize climate change over actual human rights abuses that are going on right now? Like yeah. that well, is like fentanyl. I get because fentanyl is actually killing tons of people over here. Right. Because well, of China. But it's like, exactly. how are you? Why are you talking about climate change and not? the millions and millions of people that are affected by human rights abuses. The other aspect is China is the number one polluter of, of like pollution basically in the world. Okay. Right? Touche. Touche. So, they are. So what was the actual conversation around climate change? I, I'm sure they weren't pointing fingers at China saying like, you guys are causing this, you know, was it just general climate change? Like we got to do something or was it really like, hey, you guys are, you know, you guys are the cause of climate change. You guys change. are the cause of this, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not buying into like what climate is change. Climate change. Okay. I mean, there's difference between there's definitely pollution going on and then like this so called yeah. climate change. I mean, call it whatever you want. Yeah. China is the world's top polluter. <laughs> 100%. Period. In, in France. And, you know, when they have, when they get their, when they get all their summits together, they always point fingers at the U S and it's like, dude, like, you know, that's yeah, because there's like, there's like 300, there's 300 and, and like, what is it? 80 million people here or 350 million people here. It's a big country, but there are, there are countries with similar amounts of people that pollute much, much more, much I mean, more. Yeah. Yeah. They're even they're even smaller countries with less population that pollute more. You know? <laughs> True. <laughs> well, yeah, and yeah, so like I said, you know, when I was in San Francisco, there was a big thing about the mayor at the time and I think his name was Brown. I can't think of his first name. Um, but basically it just seemed like, well, for one, China wanted him in that position uh at the time. So there, there was a lot of things that was that goes on in San Francisco related to China. China or San Francisco has the most Chinese people per capita in the U.S. Actually, and um, you know a lot of what when when one good thing Xi Jinping was doing was cracking down on the corruption in China. So and the reason why 2012 was kind of crucial was because that's when Xi Jinping really assumed power over in China. So a lot of officials were leaving or sending their kids overseas. And San Francisco was one of the main places. So you, so during that time, San Francisco was basically like, in essence, like China 2.0. Right. 
Well, I should say CCP 2.0, not necessarily China, course, you know? Yeah, because there's a big difference there. And there's a a woman, gosh, I can't think of her name right now. She's a Chinese woman, really super ugly looking lady, always smoking cigarettes, like just really ruthless. She was like, somehow she got like involved with all the politicians in San Francisco and she was one of the main people that was supporting the persecution of Falun Gong, actually. Oh, man. Yeah. Like she was she was very vocal about supporting the persecution and against the practitioners. And um, she ended up dying eventually, probably from smoking too many cigarettes. But every photo you see of her, she's smoking cigarettes. <laughs> and you're just like, who is this woman? And how does she have so much power being around like the mayor and the governor of San Francisco. And so there, there's like a big rumor about Newsom and kind of being always been backed by Xi Jinping in China. Like he's like, like there. Yeah. People think he's owned by. Yeah. Like be. And what's been what's scary about that is this guy might run for president. And who's to say he doesn't get in? Not because. You know what I want to say. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like, no one could have a choice over that. So it's like. This guy is owned by them. He becomes president. We already know that the way that this guy is leading San Francisco is into a, you know, it's becoming a hellhole there. Yeah, hundred percent. Everybody knows it. Yeah, and it's like this guy is going to be the president. Like, what is he going to? What is he going to bring the persecution of Falun Gong over here? Well, you know? I mean, I don't think Newsom would, would would do anything quite like that, but. The other aspect is, is like, you know, it, it's scary because you don't know what kind of back deals and that's what I mean. Those like, doors deals have well, what, been going I mean, on. And what if he's what if, what if he's like blackmailed to an extent where he really is just a puppet, you know? Right, right. And that's the other aspect, too. You know, he may be he may this may go against what he truly wants inside, but it's very possible that China has some kind of blackmail on him. So he's kind of like, you know, abiding by this. Uh, <laughs> this is not to be Californian set up. President Xi dummies <laughs> for Newsom will keep the cities clean all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it for a second. Like you're, if you're cleaning, you're, if you're cleaning the city up for literally the trashiest dictator on the entire planet. Yeah. <clears throat> if you're if you're cleaning it up for him and you can't even clean it up for your own people, what does that say to you about what he thinks about his own people? Exactly. That's I mean, that, crazy. That's sad. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow, we got to clean this up just because one person is coming over here. And it's like, uh, what about the people that live there? I see it all the time. So. And again, for, for those of you that don't know, I mean, we, Rob and I have talked about this lots of times, but like Falun Dafa is, was a spiritual or is a spiritual meditation that came out in China in the early 90s based on like truthfulness, compassion, tolerance. And um, it spread like wildfire as a free practice, just mostly older people meditating in parks and the well, Chinese. It was, yeah, it's like 100 million people, 100, all kinds of people. Yeah, 100 million people practicing and then the ccp freaked out and launched a massive persecution which is still going on to this day and the other group that they really hit hard was um uyghurs and now underground christians are also being targeted 
uh, in, in, a, in a grand scale. So those three groups are the ones that are being persecuted more than anybody else in China. And um, all three of them are having their organs removed while they're alive and then being sold on the black market as well. So, well, and, and I mean, you know, everybody's been kind of waiting to see what Xi Jinping is going to do. And he hasn't done anything. I mean, no, like, he hasn't. At this hasn't. point, this guy's got blood in his hands. Like he's yeah. allowing this persecution to go on, you know, and it's like every day that he he keeps going the direction that he's going. He's digging a, a bigger and bigger hole for himself, you know, 100 percent. He is. And um, yeah, that's I mean, he was clearing out some of the corruption. <laughs> so there was a the old leader of China, Jiang Zemin and Xi Jinping were basically fighting over um, power. And just what was it like a year and a half ago, Jiang Zemin actually died. Now, his son has really taken over. And Jiang, this is this is Jiang Zemin. Now, his nickname was the Toad because he actually looks like a toad. And this this giant toad was put in place in China. And many people on the internet believe it was it was actually a representation of Jiang Zemin. So <laughs> hey, look at him. He looks just like it. He does. So weird. It's so funny. Like, how do you embody the look of a toad? Yeah, it's he even has his, his nose all like wide and everything. And it's, it's like yes, funny. pointing straight out and yeah. It's weird. So after he died, many people thought that Xi Jinping would completely come out and end the persecution. But I think what he's so afraid of is that this has been going on for so long. It's affected so many people. Every industry in China is now like connected to this. And every politician in China is somehow either directly or indirectly attached to it. That if it, if he comes out now, he's afraid that it's going to destroy the CCP and everything will crumble and China yeah. will, will fall. That's, That's why. That's the point, though. That why is, don't you end that? Why don't you do something good for China and actually end that and start something new? Yep. That's good. And and the ironic thing is, yeah. if he actually did do that, if he did come out and say. Hey, you know, we're going to end the CCP and end communism. Like he doesn't understand that people would actually vote for him as the first democratic leader of China. <laughs> even if it like, didn't, even right. if chaos ensued for a little while, it'd still be better than what's there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's Amen. crazy yeah. over there. It's, it's like, like people will point to the wild West being crazy. It's like, it's like many, many times worse than that, you know? Yeah, so much worse than that. Yeah, and uh, she, so Xi Jinping and Biden, uh, you know, they're they're meeting, right? And um, the Biden administration, it's kind of like drawing criticism for lifting sanctions on China, on China, basically, um, with this fentanyl deal. So if they decrease fentanyl coming into the states sanctions that trump laid down on china will be lifted which i mean they should get biden the biden team should get totally criticized for that like I agree. The, and you know like do you know the reason why xi jinping came over to san francisco it's because the economy in china is doing so bad like so yeah. terribly bad that he came over to meet with like ceos over here to try to get the economy like patched up over in China. That's why he went to that's why he went to San Francisco because he went to Silicon Valley. And he went to Silicon Valley. Interesting. Yeah. And and there's multiple reasons for that. You know, I mean, as Rob and I, we've talked many times on the show that 
China's death count seems to be in incredibly, way incredibly higher than what the official count is. Um, on top of yeah, and 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 we were like talking on the show a while ago about the births in China, how it was like it, it was last year there was less than half the amount of births that there normally is in China. So, you know, and, and on top of like production is a lot less and people are like the, like everything's less. Yeah, in there's, China. there's less people. And it seems to be because the main factor seems to be that less people. So yeah. Yeah. Look at this. Xi Jinping faces the worst economic environment in probably 40 years. And that's why you see him coming over to court. Us CEOs said, Mary Kissel, uh, executive vice president, uh, Stevens Inc. during an interview on Fox Business Network. I think this is a propaganda coup for him, and I don't think it has any economic significance at all, she said. And then, you know, there was this, oh man, there was this clip. Actually, this was actually pretty funny. There was this clip where somebody, <clears throat> Biden's up in front of the press, and one of the press said, why do you continue to call Xi Jinping a dictator? And the the um, the head of the State Department is sitting in the front row and Joe Biden's like, well, he's he's the president of a communist party. He's a dictator. And and the, the State Department guy goes like. Like, he was no like, way. yeah, is there a video of this? Like, yeah, yeah, there is. And it was like, it, you know, Biden's just being Biden like he's not right. But the State Department guy was like, oh, my God, like he was like melting down inside because you're not supposed to do that. But he did it. He just like went along and he was like, no, yeah, he's he's a dictator. Wow. Yeah. Do, we, do we have this video? Um, I've watched it a few times today. We should be able to pull it up. OK, let me that's see if I can find it on Twitter really quick. Well, that's oh, Lindsay's got it, I think. OK, awesome. <clears throat> I'd love to see this. That's hilarious. So insane. Oh, yeah, here we go. Can cause real, real miscalculations on either side. When then House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited Taiwan. Miscalculations on either side can uh, can cause what? real, real trouble with, a, with a, uh, a country like China or any other major country. Beijing's continued aggression in the South China. We're looking for it. Okay. It's it's yeah. really hard to understand exactly what he's trying to explain. Oh, wait, that wasn't it? Oh. All right, hold on. Let me try to find it. Okay, it's not it. Still, it's funny. Oh, uh, it is. Oh, there it is. Well, look, he is. I mean, he's a dictator in the sense that he, he is a guy who runs a country that is uh, a communist country. Okay, it didn't show him. Wow. They, well, they look, look at him here. He's in the front. In the clip I saw, it shows you know, him reacting they, to Biden. They probably wanted to cut that out. The, yeah. You know, because they were like, oh, we should not use that. Anyway, but I mean, honestly, that's really... I mean, that's really cool that Biden is still calling him a dictator, you know, instead of... He was calling him President Xi. The, this so, is it right here. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> would you still refer to President Xi as a dictator? This is a term uh, that you used earlier this year. 
Oh, she is. I mean, he's, a dictator in the sense that <laughs> he's like, oh right. no, don't say so that. <laughs> Wave of pain came over his face. You know, that's one of the only things the Republicans and the Democrats can agree on. Yeah, Xi Jinping is a dictator. Yeah. That's... Well, I, I hope that most of them agree agree with that for sure. I don't know if all of them agree with that, well, especially human that rights blink abuses go across party lines. I you know, but that guy, that's that guy Blinken looked like he was going to have a baby. When he, was <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, he was trying really hard not to show too much reaction to it, but you could totally see it. His face. He's just like, oh, no, <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's really funny. Yeah. So there's a lot, you know, kind of all tangled up in this in this Xi Jinping um, <clears throat> visit to the United States. But it looks like it's 100% economic based and things are not going well over there. Like <clears throat> the only thing propping them up over the last 20 years has been influxes of cash coming in that are keeping the party going. And mm -hmm. if the economy is doing really bad, we're talking about a China that's teetering on the edge harder than any other time since the persecution started in 1999 yep that's true yeah yeah and it makes you i mean it's like the things that i think about too because china has so many contracts with so many different companies like brazil for example i mean they, they've really integrated themselves in these other countries um almost like forcibly put themselves in these other countries made them better deals and now i'm wondering if if they're going to be it's going to hard for them if it's going to be hard for them to deliver on time if the production of what they're doing of the whole country is <clears throat> going down because there's less people so if that's the case then it's going it's not just going to affect them just locally in china it's going to affect you know the world and then production of the world and we saw that during covid you know because everything's made in china and it was like every store you went into was out of every product because it's like oh yeah this is all coming from china and it was like nothing's being produced right now you know well and yeah all these countries will take a nosedive if that if something does happen to them it, but yep they'll be better off in long the long term. run yeah. yeah in the short term everyone's gonna kind of <clears throat> yeah and I mean, look what's going on. Like people are seeing the writing on the wall, like Apple's already moving out of China and trying to have most of their stuff being made in India. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's other other companies are doing the same thing, I think. Yeah. The, the, only, the only thing with the with the Apple thing, as I looked more into it, which was really hard to look into, it seems that the the company in India is still indirectly owned by by the chinese company <laughs> yeah but at least it's not there at least like it's that, not inside china to yeah. them they're like well it'll keep functioning if something happens in china right true which yeah. i think that's what they're after is they want to keep yeah. being able to make the hardware no matter what you know mm -hmm. yeah we'll see what happens with uh yeah i mean our our stuff. entire civilization right now is extremely what's the word i'm looking for um backwards like they're oh like they're all so would speak so against something like slavery like slavery is the enemy in the united states and yet all of the corporations are basically running slave 
labor mm -hmm. in other countries. That's what they're doing. And then over here, they're like, oh, the United States is terrible because we we engaged in slavery early on. Well, where do you think? First of all, where do you think we got that slavery idea from? Like that came over from Europe, first of all. Second, we abolished it. We were like, that's crazy. We're not doing that. And then there's but they're doing it today with their labor. All of it. It's a big contradiction, big walking contradiction. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> OK, well, why don't we play a trailer? And then when we come back, uh, we're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff. AI, uh, tech, yeah. science, a few, few well, other you things. You know what? Yeah, yeah. And there's actually there's actually well, well there's one more thing about the um, there's this article from the Epic Times. It says APEC agreement, Biden she agreement will not stop spiking fentanyl deaths. And last year, um, the city had one of the highest uh, record deaths for fentanyl. And according to the to this article, it looks like it, it's not really going to slow down. Like. I can't I can't even imagine how much money China is pulling in from illegal activities such as like fentanyl stuff. And nowadays, like I'm I'm hearing um like so many things are laced with fentanyl. Yeah. Like I, I have uh you know some people I know that had a friend or some or so that was just like doing um like regular cocaine or something and it was laced with fentanyl and the person died you know they didn't even know that it had fentanyl in it and it's just like it's getting so bad where it's just like man this is really scary now um for like black market drugs and everything else for the fentanyl for and and it's just like they just don't care because they're making so much money it's really sad <clears throat> So, all yeah. right. All right, all right. Let's do, um, let's do this trailer. And then when we get back, we've got a whole big AI discussion to talk about some really weird stuff going on. So yep. hang on. Think of this story as a murder mystery. Murder seems to have been committed, perhaps tens of thousands of murders. The mystery is why so few people seem to be paying attention. I felt this was sort of a horrible thing and nobody really wanted to look at it. I was a blood test data. Not only blood test, chest x-ray, blood pressure, and eye test, and the kidney test. It was as if somebody was checking the health of her organs and nothing else. Dr. Anwar, that is your job now. To as quick as possible, remove liver and the kidney. I found the phone calls simply irresistible. Uh, the chill went down my side. Oh my God, this is real. They killed like tens of thousands of prisoners of conscience for their organs. That's really bad. What are we doing about this? So don't ask me how a physician can take part in this. There are certain lines we can't cross. This is a red line. That's an absolute red line. A little bit hard to believe that it could be so. It is not up for discussion as to whether murder for parts is taking place. It's now just a question of whether we're going to continue to put up with it.
Yo, this hard to believe movie is actually on rise right now. So if y'all have not seen hard to believe this documentary about organ harvesting, you should check that out. There's a lot of stuff on rise TV that'll change your life. That's probably one of them. Mm -hmm. like finding out this stuff is going on. It's <whistles> yeah, definitely check that out. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> it is. Okay. Oh. I think we're going to get into SAG-AFTRA first. Mm -hmm. So the strike is over. So we might start seeing some movies again. Might <laughs> <laughs> um, start seeing some movies again. That that makes, you know, that's funny. That makes sense why there's like, yeah, in, in the next like six months, we're not really probably going to see a whole lot coming out. <laughs> well, a lot of stuff got halted. A lot of stuff yeah. was in production. It got halted. So it'll trickle out still because so many things were in process. But true, I do think there's going to be like a period where it's a little bit, you know, not much going on. I mean, we lost like a year. Yeah. How many months was it? Well, technically, I think it started in May, May, June, July. May, a long time. May, maybe it was maybe it was July. Six months or something. It wasn't quite that long. The writer's strike was that was was, it was almost from like, July 14th to November 9th. Yeah. OK, July. That's what. I, OK. So, um, that's only four months. Oh, well, that's not that bad. I thought it was months, but that's correct. But in like, but think about it like, every single movie production company was halted for four months. So, you know, it's going to set some things back for sure. Okay. So, what are the, so the real question is like, what were the, what were the changes that were, that were made? Right. <laughs> yeah. So, minimum compensation increases. 7% wage increase followed by 4% and 3.5% over the next two years. There will be streaming bonuses, disclosure of viewership stats, because the streaming bonus, there needs to be um, transparency yeah. there. Streaming right? streaming platforms now are very mm -hmm. um, closed off on, on how many views their, 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 their shows are getting or the movies yeah. are getting. Um, All of that should be transparent. That's baloney. Yeah. I think anyway. it was on Netflix, but then they changed it. Yeah. Okay. So the, the, the real question is what's going on with AI? Cause this seemed to center yes. the center point of the discussion here, right? So the limits on artificial intelligence. So film and TV producers must obtain consent from actors to create and use their digital replicas, as well as specify how they intend to use that digital likeness. Actors are entitled to compensation at their usual rate for the number of days they would otherwise have been paid for to do the work being performed by a digital replica. So they're getting paid the digital replica, whatever, however long that is or whatever it is, they're actually getting paid as if they were there acting for their digital replica being used. Mm -hmm. That's what that says. Yeah. And okay, like to backtrack here, some people might think like, well, actors get paid so much money, like, you know, th this is, but, but this isn't, we're not talking about the A-list actors here, yeah. you know, we're talking about your, your average, um, people on set, people on set that, that really are making only like maybe 200, 200, two to $300 a day, you know, and that's, that's about it. And so, mm -hmm. and, and they're, they're working like like crazy and under weird conditions. I mean, you could be on set and it's like super cold and 
you know, it's like the scene is supposed to be in the summer and it's actually cold outside or something, you know, and you're like suffering through that or vice versa, you know, so, um, or like not being able to eat. There's all kinds of weird factors on, on, on these sets, you know, for people that are not A-list actors. Of course, if you're A-list actors, like you're treated like royalty, but other than that, it's just like, you're just, they just kind of work you. So... All right. Yeah, there's more on this AI stuff. So in the billion dollar deal, which the Hollywood studios touted as having the biggest contract on contract gains in the history of the union, <clears throat> companies must ask for consent 48 hours in advance before creating a digital replica or copy a performer's voice and likeness. Actors must also be compensated for the digital replica. In addition, producers will need to receive consent from a performer if synthetic performers which are created using generative AI have recognizable facial features. And if the actor's name and facial features were used to generate the fake character, that is in prompting. So if they're prompting a look like Harrison Ford and it looks mm -hmm. like Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford should get a payout for that. That's what yes. Yeah. Which makes actual sense. I mean, yeah, yeah. but there are, a lot of like problems or like concerns that people have. And we'll go over a couple of those. So the piece in the contract around the performers needing to consent to studios, creating digital replicas and generative AI is not ideal. And the contract that says consent needs to be obtained at the time of engagement. But Sharma says, quote, there's a case to be made that it's not really consent. If it's the fee for entry, unquote, Quote, if you want to get hired, you have to be ready to consent to be replicated. So there are people who are out there saying that consent at the time of engagement is coerce, coercion because they won't hire you unless you give them those rights, hmm. he explains. And it's only those with considerable leverage that will have the ability to say no to the replication but still be hired. That really concerns me because most members don't have the leverage to say no at the time of engagement. So mm -hmm. a lot of actors could lose, you know, their opportunity to act if they don't say yes at the time of engagement. Meaning when they're being asked to cover a role. Yeah. Or even if you say no the first time, well, what about the next time you go to audition for a role? If you're marked as difficult, are they going to hire you in the future? Yep. That's exactly it. Oh, you know? man. Yeah. It's a good point. And it's again, it, it's a lot harder for the, the smaller people because uh, smaller, small time actors. Because Yeah, they're just, just going to say yes to anything. Yeah. It's like, we'll just get somebody else then who will do it, you know. But I mean, if you have like, I mean, that's why uh, Keanu Reeves has in his contract that no digital editing can be done to his person. So, I mean, but he's Keanu Reeves, so he can do that. You know? Yeah, but then <laughs> what does that mean? No digital editing can. So be he he uh, he was really upset because in a movie they they did the Matrix. I'm not sure which one, but a tear coming down from him, and he he like it. I guess it freaked him out because not not probably just because of a single tear, but the fact that he didn't. What else would they do? Like this is the beginning of it, you know, and yeah. he saw it. And so he literally has his in, in a contract that he doesn't want any kind of digital editing done to his person, like his face 
or enhancing his acting or anything else. So ben, no do, you th- do you think it's um, ironic that Neo is the guy that's holding back the matrix, <laughs> holding back the matrix? Yeah, he's holding back the matrix from digitally replicating him. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, yeah, that is. Pre- yeah, it, it is actually. He actually was in a movie called um, Wow Replicas. I think it was called. Oh, Replicas. yeah. I, I actually that was one I never saw, but it was it was a by it's like a guy that was a scientist and his wife died and he tried to like recreate her using like a yeah like Are synthetic you can stop bullets. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this but, is even scarier. Um movie Yeah, that's it. Replicas, yeah. I oh, that's I haven't seen that movie, but when was did this come out? Uh, two thousand. It was right before John Wick. Whatever. Whenever uh, John yes. Wick came out, I, I kind of started to watch this a couple of weeks ago, and then I never, I never yeah, finished. It. I, I think, I think that they actually delayed it to kind of uh, coincide with John Wick. Maybe I, I think if I remember correctly, but September, somewhere around like two thousand fourteen ish or something like that. Two thousand fourteen to two thousand sixteen, <clears throat> but. Okay, so do you read me how space agencies weigh pairing astronauts in deep space with AI companions? What does that mean? Well, space agencies around the world are developing AI companions to help astronauts stave off loneliness, combat space-induced mental illness, and assist with work on multi-year trips. In 2018, the ESA debuted the crew interactive mobile companion known as simon which is spelled c-i-m-o-n a round (laughs) volleyball like computer does this sound like anything ben that floated around the iss and could aid astronauts with experiments it sounds like hal ben how does Later iterations of Simon acted as an empathetic human companion aiming at aiming to connect emotionally with the crew. It could also answer voice prompted questions and record interactions. Quote, it's possible that for some crew, having an AI companion offers a safe sounding board for many. However, the ability to connect with family through audio and visual visual loops and the maintenance of team cohesion of the crew on the mission will serve as key methods to support their behavioral health. So instead of trying to make things better to be able to FaceTime with family from space, they are instead <coughs> creating AI companions. Now, the, the only one thing I can say, the difference between Hal and this Simon, um, Hal literally controlled the whole ship. So it would like they would send directions to how, you know, and how was able to like, you know, it was like basically. But the what AI, if, if what the AI it, is smart enough, it that will it, be able to control the host ship too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then that's that's the thing that everyone would be worried about, right? Like it's not just a program to communicate with. Like what if it's like starts, you know, getting hijacked by <clears throat> AI. And of course, Hal acted because they were going to shut Hal down. And then it was like, no, you're not. I'm going to dispose of you. (laughs) That was super freaky. 2001 Space Odyssey. If you guys haven't seen that, it's still a long time. Still relevant today. 
you could watch it and still be like, this is creepy. Yeah. <clears throat> and Barbie uh, sampled part of the movie at the beginning or they, they parodied it. That's the very first scene of the Barbie movie is um, Still haven't seen the Barbie large... movie. Oh, Ben, you got to see it. Yeah. The pop culture that they drew One on and nostalgia are really, they did it very well. Whether you like oh. the movie or not, they did it well. That's funny. And the first scene is the first scene of 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> I didn't realize that. That's cool, though, that they did that. Mm hmm. And speaking oh, of it, AI, Barbie killing you anyway. You say, wait, what? It's kind of alluding to Barbie being able to kill you, probably. Oh, yeah. Well, and speaking of AI going weird and haywire, we have TikTok Jesus goes viral, and the AI generated blue eyed figure threatens viewers with damnation if they don't share its videos. Wait, isn't this like a digital chain letter or something? Oh, is that what it's called? A chain letter? Yeah, it is. This is one of those. What the heck? That this doesn't is... look like Jesus. That looks like digital California boy. <laughs> Journey this will is not scary. be only filled with triumphs. We will face battles, some of them challenging, and we will also experience losses. However, my prayer is that God strengthens you and does not I'm allow sure you to be consumed by the adversities of life. Many of us have witnessed people who, after facing difficulties or losses, lost themselves along with what was taken from them. Isn't that true? No. I ask God to strengthen you and enable you to overcome any setbacks in life. Can you comment? Amen. I pray to the Father, the Son, <laughs> what, it, it, what does it say at the end if you don't share it or something yeah where's the damnation part can you can you just well and the holy spirit to strengthen you day after day so much time watching that moment. whole thing god walks beside you even when you may not hand. realize it <laughs> he never abandons you share this message with someone who needs to hear it may god's blessings be with you can you say amen <laughs> that's it Where's the damnation that particular part? one was just hopeful, apparently. Okay. Some of these other ones are kind of chain letter-esque, where they're like, you will die if you don't pass Okay, everybody on. at home, Jesus didn't look like this, okay? This he kind of looks like, like the singer this, from Nickelback. This is some <laughs> hippie from California. <laughs> well, it's just AI. It's just AI-generated nonsense. <laughs> This is so weird, man. Who would yeah. create something like this? Well, that's Jared. I mean, okay, I, Jesus. I, I mean, from from one perspective, it's like, okay, you know, we're trying to get this message across. But from another perspective, it's like, I don't think, I don't think Jesus would approve of this. Roll down. <laughs> that's Jesus Leto. <laughs> that's what I thought too. Jared Leto's brother. It totally looks like Jared Leto. Oh my gosh. That's messed up. It is really messed up, actually. <clears throat> I'm like so tired of man. AI. Every time I go on Instagram, I see this like same video of them trying to promote this Jared Leto, like walked up the Empire State Building to promote his band going on tour again or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. You guys have been seeing that? Every time it comes on, I'm just like, shut it off. I want to watch this. <laughs> like oh man all right 
Well, you guys, we're about ready to um well, oh, oh yeah, where you walked the I still don't really quite understand this. Like what what was the point of this? Just to prove that he can do it? I think just to promote his band going on tour. That's it. Yeah. Honestly, that that's that's totally it. And he's kind of extremely eccentric. He I actually think, came I when Rob I, and I, yeah, when, go ahead. when we were working at the Epic Times, he came through to film yeah. something. His hair was green. Oh, it was with um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were doing something for the Grammys or Oscars. And then you know what's funny is, someone in the office at the time, they probably weren't from here, and they didn't know who he was, and he got really offended. That's right. Yeah, it's like, how do you not know me? <laughs> yeah, I think he had green hair too. Because green doing, hair. Yeah, because he was filming the Joker. At Everybody the time. knew. Yeah. Yeah, so so he just probably looked a little nuts. I saw him, but I saw him from behind, and I was like, "I'm not, okay. whatever." <laughs> I I did. I missed it. I don't know. It was it was a long time ago when we were working there. So, yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for joining us. But we're about ready to leave leave Rumble, Facebook, Ganjing World, Twitter, and everywhere else we're streaming to head over to Rise TV, where we're going to answer your questions directly on our dig deep live Q&A, and then also we have the top 10 weirder news of the week where um, the segment that everyone seems to like the most. So join us for on Rise TV for only $9.99 a month and support what we do. And don't forget that your support lets us do these deep dives and bring you the truth that the censors don't want you to hear. Yeah, thank you guys for being with us. Uh, please come over to Rise.TV and have a good time with us. Um, it's going to be fun over there. Answer a lot of questions. And yeah, we'll see you guys. We'll see you guys over there with our awesome Rise TV community. Right. Art Ape. Art Human Hybrid. Cyborgs and Terminator technology. Already existing. Sentient robots becoming indistinguishable from people. No, it's not the plot of the new Matrix movie. This is our reality, a transhumanist one. How does transcending humanism tie into eugenics, Darwinism, and even cloning. Is there any part of our world that transhumanism hasn't touched? Is resistance futile? How can we rage against the machine?